Hey, do you want to be like me and make podcasts that everyone loves? Yeah, you do. But chances are, you don't want to spend a bunch of money doing it. No worries. A solution exists. Spotify's got a platform that lets you make podcasts super easy, then distribute those podcasts everywhere, and you can even earn money doing it. All in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Also, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. I'm speaking from experience when I say that all those additional features like video podcasts, Q&As, polls, those are things you won't find for cheap elsewhere. But with Spotify for Podcasters, it's all totally free no catch. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. Thanks. We love you. Hey, everybody. This is Adam, host of the podcast you're about to listen to. Don't skip this. It's not an ad. Just dropping in to let you know that the episode you're about to listen to was originally recorded and released as a subscriber-only bonus episode back in 2019. We're releasing it for free this week because it works as sort of a crossover with this week's episode of Conspiracy the Show. Over there, we're covering a two-part documentary series called The Baby Killer Conspiracy, which is about three women, two in Australia, one in the UK, who were wrongfully convicted for the murders of their children based on the crackpot theory of a lone doctor who turned out to be super duper wrong, which is kind of what this episode of Pretty Scary is about also. It covers a documentary called The Syndrome, but whereas The Baby Killer Conspiracy is mostly about SIDS, or Sudden Infant Death Syndrome, The Syndrome documentary focuses on shaken baby syndrome. But at their core, both documentaries are about families torn apart by unethical medical professionals and lazy cops. So after you listen to this, maybe go have a listen to this week's Conspiracy Pod with me and Olivia Hydar. You can find it wherever podcasts are at, or just check the at Unpops Twitter for a link. And speaking of bonus podcasts, if you're a pretty scary subscriber, you are getting a new episode later today. A new episode of an entirely new podcast called Light Anomaly, a Ghost Adventures rewatch podcast with me and Carrie Martin. That's right, our long tradition of turning Ghost Adventures episodes into bonus episodes of Pretty Scary is now an entire podcast all unto itself. And Pretty Scary subscribers get to hear it way before anyone else. We'll eventually release it free to the public, but only after the entire first season has been released to subscribers. So give that a listen when it goes up later tonight. And hey, enjoy listening to this blast from the past episode right now. Thanks. We love you. Let's get to the show. Caitlin Cutt, Gary Martin, and Ben Tugman. 
understand. Yeah, I understand. But I want to plant, plant the seed. Okay, we're planting the seed. Seed plant. How did we start last time? Was it uh, you? I think it was just like or a, you. Uh, I definitely wasn't me. I think I, I was mouth basin. You were, and then you're back. The three, you're back. He's scary for you. Talking about shaking babies. Turns out it's okay for babies to be shaken, according to. Wow. That was pretty great. Thank God you were recording that. (laughs) I know. I feel like we should just start the podcast. Yeah. Having having accomplished all of that. No, that is definitely how we're starting. I obviously have not played my air piccolo in a while. (laughs) I couldn't. My apology. Look at you. I thought you sounded great. And I also could not look at you. First of all, I thought you were just whistling. And then when I turned, (laughs) you were pantomiming the flute I, I felt like that was gonna help me because at first nothing was coming out of my mouth I felt like it was that was air. gonna help me <laughs> but it did I started projecting I, I thought it was gonna help <laughs> I think yes, that's called and. The, that's called the pan flute yeah I believe <laughs> The pantomime flute is called the pan flute. When also. I saw you doing that, I was like, I can't. I got to look away because I'm going to lose it. Uh, man. Oh, also, hey, everybody. Welcome to Pretty Scary. <laughs> Pretty Scary Boo. Woo. We're back. The team is all here. Woo. That's our new thing, guys. That was a fun thing we did on camera outside the building earlier. <laughs> did it wrong at first <laughs> can i do you anything started, right you started today? With a and I was yeah like, what and, but then, then I are you correcting, <laughs> are I you saw, correcting my my the, owl then i saw the hands <laughs> maybe my owl's different than yours no you're right it's a yes and owl <laughs> Can we, talk a about, can we talk about a yes and moment that has not made it to air yet that has to be spoken about? We tried to record. We can. We tried to record a wrap up for our Portland trip, and it just—it was fine until the vodka kicked in. <laughs> that was just like whoa! Famous last words for no, this podcast. For real, like we tried to record. I'll just say that at some point in the evening, Carrie texted me later and said, "Are we done recording?" <laughs> This was after she had gotten up and went into the shower. Anyway, that was just trying to record the explanation of the trip that we took to Portland. However, I just want to come back to this improv moment. We go to Portland for the Listen Up Podcast Festival. It was amazing. They pay for all this shit. We're having a great time. The first thing we do is go to a whiskey tasting and... Everybody gets it. All these new, like this, like these podcasters get in this big horseshoe, and I'm on one side of the horseshoe, and Carrie's on the other side of this horseshoe, basically. <laughs> and the guy gets up, this fresh, awesome guy. He's like, "Hey, thanks so much for being here. Like, super thanks Portland. for being a part of Travel yeah. Portland." Yeah, he's like super REI looking, right? And he's, <laughs> he's like, "All right, so I just think it'd be a good idea if we all just went around the room and introduced ourselves." <laughs> 
And Carrie goes, I'll go first. <laughs> See, here's the thing. So, oh, no. Yeah. This happens all the time to me at work where I'm always at the end of a horseshoe and I always end up going last. And by the time they get to me, like, no one gives a shit that my name's Carrie and I've worked for 7 Eleven for oh, 12 no one, years. Oh, no one gives I- a shit about your name? <laughs> go on. <laughs> or what market I work for. So I got so excited to talk that Carrie introduces herself this way. Hi, I'm Carrie. This is my partner, Kelly. We <laughs> co-host White Wine True Crime. Introduces me as Kelly. <laughs> I, do, I don't correct myself. Does it, but also, it doesn't register in her face <laughs> that my name is not Kelly. And you can see people who have all met me throughout the morning as Caitlin looking at me. So then it like one other person introduces themselves. Then it gets to me and I say, hi, I'm still Caitlin. And I'm a cancer because I'm trying to, like, break the mood. So then I look at Carrie. Carrie's immediately mad at me. She's just mad at me. And I'm, I'm annoyed that she threw in her sign because then everybody threw in their sign and, and it annoyed and me. And everyone threw in their sign. And the more people threw in their sign, the more angry Carrie got. Legitimately angry Carrie got at me. P.S. As the day went on, we went to a tea tasting where she continued to raise her hand and ask questions. It, I was furious so also (laughs) we all get away from this introduction moment three guys who host this other podcast walk up to me they're like hey girl so did your podcasting partner introduce you as kelly or are we crazy (laughs) so that was just one thing that happened on that trip but i I had to share that i also started a rumor that we were going to a popper factory and all four of the gay guys were like are we and even even the the, uh, travel portland guy looked at me like are we i was like i don't know that's the power of carrie they got excited, also, so I got excited. You should have gone to one. We, yeah, we went, I agree. We went to this amazing Russian restaurant for lunch. Nobody is drinking. Carrie <laughs> orders a flight of vodka at, for two. She orders two Russian potato vodka. It was one re- at a Russian restaurant. No, yeah. I know, but when in Russia, yeah, drink like the Russians. So right. she, but I'll never forget the way she ordered. She's like, "I'll have a flight of vodka. The both of us will have a flight of vodka. <laughs> Me and Cal." <laughs> So, like, I'm like, mm, okay, like, yep, I will be drinking. And then, like, I'm, like, trying to put my elbow up so she doesn't see that I'm not, like, done with the thing. But Carrie just keeps asking, like, hey, are you done? Are you, are you done drinking? I'm like, I'm done. So then I order a second round. Yeah. And then this poor pregnant lady across from me. Yep. So nice. So nice. Uh, she She's crafty podcast. Yep. Where she drinks craft beer, and she was like on her fifth child, yep. eight months pregnant. So nice, but she's trapped in a booth against the wall, directly with across me, from with Carrie. two flights of vodka. On her second flight of vodka, and I start telling her about my parents' divorce. Nice. <laughs> so, so that was a little bit of our trip to Portland. Yep, sounds how, like fun. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. Okay, you know what's new with you? Oh, not much. Because <laughs> this is the podcast we do. We're moving to a new studio. We're so oh, excited fun. about that. In an that. alley. It's in an alley. Yeah, I don't want to. When I, you were sharing with us, like, the, the cool points of the, <laughs> of the oh, new yeah, studio, was, you were like, it's this, it's this, and it's in an alley. It <laughs> sure is. Woo! If you find it on Google Maps, it looks terrifying. But it's going to be uh, pretty fucking great. I'm excited. And also, we're, uh, we're talking about a subject I wanted to talk about for a long time today. And yeah. I feel like we, we have really landed the intro so far, because well, given the gravity of the subject matter, it, it should have opened with song. I feel like we took it 
Yeah. Absolutely as seriously as what, we listen, need to. <laughs> I had to lubricate this conversation because this documentary that you wanted to talk about was so upsetting for, to me. It, it was upsetting to me, too, yeah. On It's for a matrix of reasons this is upsetting. Yeah. Uh, but you have a baby. Yeah, I, I think do. That's, would... that's what was so upsetting about it for me was thinking about, like, Caitlin and Danger, who just have yeah. kids now, and how, like, this could be anybody. It's fucking terrifying. So we're talking about a documentary that Adam wanted us to watch called The Syndrome, and it is about, it's about shaken baby syndrome. It's on Amazon Prime, so you can watch it if you've got a Prime account. Yeah. Uh, okay, one thing I have to get off my chest, though, is, like, the quality of the documentary... Is, not, is bad. It's not great. It's not great. And it made the quality made me nervous because I'm like, oh, God, is this like, am I like an anti-vaxxer now? <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah. It's got a weird vibe. It's got a PowerPoint vibe to it. It sure does. It's an older documentary. It's from, I think, 2014. <laughs> also, it's uh, narrated by a woman with a Minnesotan Oh, accent. yeah. It's narrated by Susan Goldsmith, eh? Shaken baby syndrome. <laughs> I was like, stop saying it. Shaken baby. Find another way to say it there, honey, because uh, it just makes it sound like the movie Fargo. <laughs> yeah, it's just pretty yeah. much. Yeah. What made you want to talk about uh, shaken baby syndrome? Well, watching this documentary. Well, no, he said he's wanted to for a while. Oh, you're coughing. I, you're, I just assumed no. you were laughing at no, me. No. Um, oh, no. I just, um, ever you since brought I- brought this documentary up, I want to say for over a year to me. Yeah. Like, Probably not we, that long, but a few months We got to talk least. about it. We got to talk about it. Yeah. I yeah. Wa- And I just found it. <laughs> I found it the same way I found I. I found abducted in plain sight, which I watched. I rented before it was on Netflix, like a fucking idiot. And I could have just waited, saved my three ninety nine. but I was just scrolling through documentaries and this description sounded really interesting. It's called the syndrome. And so let's do like a 30,000 foot view of what this doc is about. Just overview. It's, it's basically the elevator pitch is that shaken baby syndrome is not real. And hundreds of innocent people, probably thousands of innocent people, are in prison uh, on child abuse charges in cases where they probably did not abuse their child. The next time we're in a business setting in a giant building, we're going to rock, paper, scissors, and whoever loses has to give this elevator pitch in the elevator. <laughs> to Kim Kardashian. I'd be fine with it. Yeah, yeah. I know you would. This needs to be her next cause. Is getting, I would just hope I'd Kim lose. K? Getting, she needs to get these people out of prison. Yeah, agreed. I would not. I, it was interesting how much resistance I felt watching this, even as a person. Like, I don't know how to say this. Like, I understand what these people are saying is something that is a possibility and something I can look into. But it was weird. I guess I, I it was weird to feel what to notice what I was feeling watching what these people were saying. Because the a documentary does a really good job of laying out the consequences of what shaken baby syndrome has done as far as not only just laying out the consequences but turning what looked like wins on their head as consequences and the implications of these families and these lives being ruined because of this essentially a misdiagnosis right is really depressing and no matter how you shake it um <laughs> you get it did you get that joke yeah I'm okay not- cool <laughs> no, I'm just checking. I got it. No. <laughs> Again, Carrie's def- is is angry at me. Um, I'm starting to pick up when she actually gets mad at me. Uh, 
the people lose no matter what with this thing because if you're walking into yeah. a, sh- a shaking baby situation there's a dead baby so you're well not we're starting with dead baby but or not brain no, damage not always because they one of the couples they interview in this who was right. facing prison time right you're, like, right you're right their kid just had the symptoms okay. and then they went away i'll put it to you this way you're dealing with a kid who has been injured no matter what right there's right. no like there's no wave of the wand and this a kid hasn't gone through something terrible. Right. Like that's not happening. Right. Cause they're either being taken from their parents or they're dead. Right. <laughs> and what's happening in a lot of cases is it's making the situation for the kids significantly worse. Yes. Because now the kids in foster home parents when is potentially someone, in prison. When is someone making that documentary? Like when is Which, Oprah going to back the foster kid documentary? That's what I'm waiting for. Yeah, I don't know. I wonder somebody, how many foster parents would let. Like, you're not going to let the cameras in if you got a torture dungeon no, in I your mean, basement. The kids that have survived it, because I mean they're out there. Oh yeah. Like that's the that's the next step in all of this because we've talked about systematic abuse, but it'll be interesting because it's coming. There's no way that that is not going to happen. We just don't live in that world anymore. So. It'll be interesting to see, but it had it would have to be someone like super super powerful to get done the way like the Michael Jackson documentary got yeah. done. It had to be Oprah. <laughs> Did Oprah have a hand in that? She produced it. Oh wow! She's... Yeah, and then she interviewed the two yeah. guys. Did you see that and part? the documentarian? She no. sat down with both. It was awesome. It was really good, but there were people walking behind them because they were like in front of a glass. Yeah, they were in like a Chicago convention center situation. Right. Um, Kind of like on Good Morning America when they filmed. (laughs) But it was very distracting as we're talking about sexual abuse. Yeah, I mean, yeah. People holding MJ as innocent signs outside. Not that. Just, hi, mom. Just, yeah. (laughs) Walking on their way to, like, the ATM or something. Hi, mom. Fuck you, dad. You know what you did to me. Go go Topeka Vikings. (laughs) Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. You know what you did to me. (laughs) Jesus. Uh... So, this documentary, it was made by a woman named Susan Goldsmith. She's an investigative reporter. She's been covering child abuse since the 90s, before it was cool. She is a Casey Medal winner, which is an award for reporting about disadvantaged and abused children. Don't you mean an award? Award winner. It's possible. Yeah. Did you get that, Adam? Adam, did you get it? <laughs> did I get it? She's, uh, she's, she's still mad at me. Award? Oh, nope. That wasn't the joke. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> that was amazing. So stupid. Yeah. What a dummy. He's so stupid. <laughs> do, you think he, do you think he can hear us? I hope not. <laughs> Who? What? Who? <laughs> Both went there. Gavel to gavel. Here we gavel go. Gavel to gavel. Gavel to fucking gavel. Did you gavel. hear the bad news? I can't find that episode. Weird. I, I was going to sneak it into an outtakes, and I just can't find it. I think that it'll find you. Yeah, probably. That is People seem to really answer. respond. <laughs> To the tre- treasure trove that you just found by re-releasing your Christmas vomit episode. Yeah, I realized we had never released that publicly, so and I didn't want the world to not <laughs> have experienced the joy of me almost dying it truly on a podcast. Is the gift that keeps on giving. It is. Well, maybe I'll run it again at Christmas. Can you? you should. Yeah, it was Christmas, Christmas in May and Can then we, Christmas in it, December. Is it too self-indulgent to do a talk track over the podcast? <laughs> Like how we do with movies? Yeah, we could do that. Wait, we should do... Talking uh, over talking. We should do a talk track for a movie. 
We haven't done that, the three of us. Yeah, we haven't. We definitely we should do that. Should do that. Uh, we could do the other Mariah Carey movie. Uh, What's what? the other one? You guys did Some Glitter Girls. called Wise Girls. Wise Girls. It's actually pretty good. Mm. Yeah. I think we should do Cloud Atlas. Oof. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Carrie would hate Cloud Atlas. Oh, I guarantee it. I'm so glad I didn't watch this documentary the way you guys are talking about it. I my, just thought I was supposed to read the notes. I my, didn't know I was supposed to watch. So I don't favorite, have a lot of input here. My favorite part of tonight already was Carrie being like, oh, was I supposed to watch the documentary? <laughs> nope. So <laughs> one of the out. other people in the documentary, Dr. John Plunkett, he is a retired Minnesota State medical examiner. The whitest name. Oh, yeah. So the people in this documentary who are making this case are not crazy people. They're not. They are They're not. If anything, as you watch it, the doctors who are still clinging to the idea that most child abuse involves shaken baby syndrome, they seem like the crazy ones. They seem like the anti-vaxxers. Right. Yeah. And that was the thing about this document. It was like, it was just a very confusing emotional experience for me watching this documentary. Well, because it... I think it ties back to a, a train I've been on a lot lately, which is that televising court cases is a very, 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 very bad thing in a yes. whole lot of ways. Yeah. And this is a thing that took off in this country in large part because of a very famous televised yeah. court case, which was the case of Louise Woodward, who was a British nanny who was accused of killing the kids she was watching. And they found her guilty, and we talk about it later, and the judge sentenced her to time served because there was no way she should have been found guilty. There was so much medical I remember, evidence. I remember that case, and I remember my mom hating that woman. Yeah. and, and Hating that woman. With that case, the idea of shaken baby syndrome just became this national phenomenon. How long did she serve? She uh, was in jail while she was on trial. I feel like it was over a year. Yeah, it was like a year. But she was facing life in prison. And after they found her guilty, the judge reduced it to time served. And what this documentary gets into is that she's lucky. Yeah, very lucky. Compared to what other people have been sentenced. Right. And this has also been covered by NPR. And uh, if you Google Washington Post shaken baby syndrome, they have a fucking million word article about this so it's not just these people making this claim and no one's no one's saying that shaken baby syndrome like just you know to clarify no one's saying shaking a baby is safe no like they're not saying if you shake a baby it's not going to hurt the baby no why would you shake a baby i don't think you accidentally shake a baby well here's okay that I'm going to expose myself here for a second. I never shook my son, but I will say this. As somebody who had, <laughs> as you should, as somebody who had Carrie, really severe record this. postpartum <laughs> oh, depression, and my kid had colic, and I had a really rough birth, and I was in a lot of physical pain, my husband and I had this conversation at one point where we were like, let's shake the baby. <laughs> No, we, that was our conversation. <laughs> Honestly, no. It's one, just, I'm patting myself on the back for guessing it right. <laughs> no, Two, not, not let's I, shake. I, the I baby. would assume I might. That might cross my mind if I was sleep deprived and in pain. That's what the conversation we had was like. It's not like I would ever shake my kid, but I understand how this happens. Yeah. I get it because you snap. you snap, you go crazy. Like we're, I was not okay. And neither was mm-hmm. my husband at that point. And you know, I was really, 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 really underserved in my birthing experience. 
And there are a lot of people who are already not given a full deck as a human being. I think I've talked about this on the show before, but it's like, I would never, ever do anything to hurt my kid. But like, when I look at these stories now, it's like, I see how this is in with, within the realm of human possibility right? of happening. Well, you also had, I think at the time, undiagnosed postpartum. Yeah. But what I was about to say also is that I think that a lot of parents secretly understand how shaking, shaken baby syndrome happens. They just don't want to admit it like I just did. So I think that there's a silent backing of the possibility of it. But Does this the, make sense? Am I articulating the, this right? Like You are, like, but the... No, but the the medical diagnosis is not accurate, but when you pair it with the mania of a newborn for a family under distress, it's like, okay, you're you're confirming my worst fears as a parent, and now you're telling me that if I were to give in to my worst fears as a parent, the baby would die? Yeah, that makes sense. That's all I'm saying is like the emotional math is in favor of these people that are pushing this thing. It it is, but... Also, it's not because there's not like most of it is for people that haven't researched it. Right. And that's that's the problem. It's such an emotional thing. It's like the be careful. Go through your kids Halloween candy. Right. Of course, I'm going to do that now because, oh, there's a guy out there that's going to put a syringe in my kid. Okay, like if you're telling me this is a possibility, I'm going to do it. If you're telling me that shaking my kid could kill them, I'm not going to shake my kid. And if you tell me that somebody shook their kid, I'm going to be like they killed their kid. Right. It's not fair, but that's where I'm going to go. Yeah, and that's the whole problem. Like yeah, that's yeah, the entire yeah, yeah. problem that's what this is, is preying on, absolutely. Is they took this court case and they televised it and everyone went, "Oh, shaken baby syndrome." Okay. And no one ever looked into the science behind it. Because the the first the one of the first totally. people, well, I should bring up the the symptoms. There's three symptoms: subdural hematoma, cerebral edema, and retinal hemorrhage. If doctors see those three symptoms in any baby, in most states, they are required by law to notify the police. Because of these people. Because of these people, and in particular, one guy named Dr. John Caffey in the 1960s. Who wears sunglasses in his interviews. He, yeah, he looks like Jim like, Jones. That's a Jim Jones thing. Okay, so we, we, yeah, we might Yeah, they're a cult. It. This like, is a fucking cult. If, you, if you're giving interviews in sunglasses, you're... You're not, you're hot. not, you're hot. <laughs> yeah, you're hot. And his argument is that <laughs> so hot. only shaken baby syndrome can cause these three symptoms, which that's the whole crux of the problem is a lot of doctors have been told only shaken baby syndrome causes these three things. Yeah. So then a doctor goes to the police and the do- the police, you almost can't fault the police either no you can't because the police are hearing want to help a baby the police are hearing from a doctor that these symptoms cannot be caused by anything other than shaking a baby go find out why those parents shook that baby but the truth is those symptoms can be caused by something like 30 or 40 different medical conditions including vitamin d deficiency i actually had a medical professional inform me about this yeah because that's good she, she was like look you know if you see these things in your kid, like they might have fallen and you don't notice, like they're associated with these other things, but it could be a lot of other stuff. She That's literally how she explained it to me. It was like that broad because she didn't want to get into it. But, you know, she's like, hey, right. watch out because you need to take your kid to the emergency room if you see this shit. And that's that's one of the 
the crazier things we'll get into in the notes is that the people who push shaken baby syndrome also push the idea that babies cannot be injured in falls, which okay. is absurd. So here's the thing. Jack rolled off the bed at one point and I was completely panicking and I called. We, I'm, I'm very lucky. Like my doctor has like a 24 hour nurse hotline thing. The nurse was like laughing at me and I was like, no, he fell off the bed onto the hardwood floor. Like, that's bad. And she's like, he's fine. And I'm like, how do I know he's fine? Like, I can't put him in an MRI. Like, I don't. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah. And they all, everybody was like, oh, Caitlin, that happens all the time. And I'm like, it's like I'm the only person that hasn't seen gravity. <laughs> <laughs> that's how Sandra Bullock's kid dies. He, he, yeah. They hit their head and they die. Like, I, and I, I couldn't work that day. I was like yeah, constantly calling daycare. Like, is he awake? Is he vomiting? Is it anything? Yeah. If you see anything, call nine one one. Just call nine one one. Yeah. And everyone's like, "Oh, Caitlin." And calm then you take down. that kid to the hospital, and they go, "Why'd you shake him?" Yeah. It's fucking terrifying. Yeah, because then the kid dies. Right. And everyone puts. But I will say this: if Jack died, I'd be like, "I'm ready to go to jail or whatever." Yeah, I'm not even going to fight you people on it, because if you don't put me in jail, I'm just going to kill myself. <laughs> like, I can't handle that. Dark. But that's what, we're, <laughs> that's what we're operating on here. That's what's crazy yeah. about this documentary. It's like you're taking a parent's worst fear, and then you're doubling down because some dude in sunglasses is like, this is the way this goes. Right. So let's talk about the ideological movement behind this person, because I feel like that is the important part. Cause, well, because I want to walk the line between spoiling the documentary for people and not spoiling it. Like, no yeah. one's going to watch. Yeah. Okay. No, I think people will watch. Mm. And there's there's a lot in the notes that uh, – a lot I left no, out of no the notes. No one's going to watch. <laughs> this is nerd stuff. I mean it's a good documentary. It's not like the most high-budget documentary, but it's interesting information. And one of the people pushing it the hardest now is a guy named Dr. Robert Reese. There's three people. Dr. Robert Reese. God damn it. Where did the other names go? Oh, you know, they're in there somewhere. We'll get to them. So Dr. Robert Reese is one of the people they show early in this. You've probably seen him in a video shaking a baby doll very violently. Yeah. And they... I, I, had, I remember looking at that and I'm like, I've seen this. And... The minute I saw that in this documentary, I felt like I had been lied to my entire life. Because when, Wow, that's a statement. When he started shaking that baby, I was like, no, 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 it would hurt the neck, too. Like, that, that would obviously, like, that baby's head would probably whiplash, right? fucking fly off. Yeah. Yeah. And what... I have to imagine, because I didn't watch it. What turns out... You're right out, on, though. You're right on. As it turns out, the person who actually first proposed the idea that babies can be injured uh, by being shaken was a, a guy named Dr. Ubar Omaya. And his this paper he wrote that everyone cites as proof that shaken baby syndrome is real, it also very explicitly says you cannot cause brain injury through shaking without causing neck injuries also. Right. So there have to be neck injuries present for those brain injuries to have been caused by shaking a baby. And this Dr. John Caffey called him about this, and Dr. Omaya was like, yeah, there have to be neck injuries. And Caffey just ignored that and ran with, oh, well, here's the paper that proves shaken baby syndrome is real. And they just leave the neck injury part out of it. And it's when the what the documentary kind of reveals is these are people with an agenda, and it's not really clear 
what the this agenda is. The, this is the problem with is. I have with this, though, is I don't understand the point. I think they just want to make money. Right. They want to put their name on something. When was the documentary made? 2015. So recently, because the first doctor in the 60s, it's like, okay, they didn't know. I mean, not that they were like. No, they didn't. You're right. Pioneers, but they didn't know a lot. 90s, I mean, DNA was still new, but it does sound like somebody who's an opportunist. Right. Who's and his hat on yeah. something. What we've, what I've left out so far is these three doctors, which, god damn it, now it's going to bother me that I can't find their name. And you're right. Most people do suffer from uh, vitamin D. Most people. Yeah. I took... Uh, <laughs> I had uh, vitamin D deficiency. Me too. I took yeah. a physical exam and I was like, there's going to be so much wrong with me. The only thing I was deficient in vitamin D. I was like, I assume my insides are like glowing like a neon, like no vacancy <laughs> sign. Well, the scary Yet, thing is, is vitamin, vitamin, D. vitamin D is your number one cancer fighter. Yeah. So it's just sun, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't vitamin D? Yeah. I mean, going out in the sun is a really easy way to boost it's your the vitamin most D. And you're supposed to take vitamin D like 5,000 pills. Yeah. Like they have 1,000 and apparently that's not enough. It's yeah. Not, and it's I, need, I need to be. Yeah. I get them at uh, Whole Foods. They're like be... $50, but it's like if this helps. <laughs> <laughs> What you can't see is Carrie wringing the bottom of her sweater while she's saying this. <laughs> I'm no medical I professional, mean, I mean, if but... This, if this helps... <laughs> this I'm just thinking about all the bad things I do to my body, but I'm like, but the vitamin D might save me. <laughs> it might. <laughs> so the three doctors, they're Dr. Robert Reese, Dr. David Chadwick, and Dr. Carol Jenny. Walk she into sucks. a bar. I can't yeah. stand that woman. Oh, no. I, well, I can't stand any of them, but she is no, especially... No, she bothers me the most for some reason. She's especially obnoxious. And what we haven't mentioned so far is that they also are the people who pushed the satanic panic in the 80s. That's what I was hoping you'd get to. Which they called ritual abuse syndrome. And it just blows my mind that... Like, the satanic panic, that did not end well for the people who were pushing that idea. Like, most of the people who were convicted were released from prison, and it was just kind of proven to Have be a hoax. Have we ever done an episode on we satanic did. panic? We did? Yeah. yeah, we did a satanic panic episode. I don't episode. remember it. It's been a lot of <laughs> I wonder episodes. if we were drinking. Oh. I doubt it. Moving on. Probably not. Back in the days when... Wait, I remember it now. When we all partied. I remember it now. I remember it now. How I remember that. I don't remember any other episode we've done. Cool. <laughs> um, That's awesome. Where is, let me find, there's a quote from an FBI agent uh, speaking about the people who pushed, this is him talking about these three doctors back when they were pushing the satanic panic and what the people this, around them this part messed me up. were like. This quote messed me up. There was once a time when I naively believed that if you present a certain amount of common sense and logic to these people, you could change their mind. And what I've discovered is there's nothing you can say. There's no amount of investigation or common sense or logic you can use. They have an alternative explanation that's consistent with their belief in this conspiracy. That's Ken Lanning, FBI supervisory special agent, talking about the people who pushed ritual abuse syndrome here's the, in the thing 80s. though this is this is something though i think the reason why that quote stuck with me is you could pretty much apply that to anything yeah you can you can if apl- a person believes something that's it right but this is a case where their beliefs are putting people they're yeah. adversely impacting thousands of lives it always is right all of that's what that's why beliefs- but it still needs to be said 
Oh, yeah. I'm not, like, minimizing what he's saying. I'm actually the opposite. Yeah. It's like, I feel like right now we're in a time where we feel like, oh, if I say this one clever thing, it's going to unlock all of this bullshit. And yeah, it's like, I've never met a doctor that looked me in the eye and said, oh, yeah, vaccines? Like, just th- fuck them. Ever. And I've had more medical care than anybody on the planet. Right. And I believe them when they say that. Yeah. But then they're also like, hey, shaken baby syndrome. That's bad. And it's real. And I'm like, fuck, now I'm scared. <laughs> yeah, it's well, it, it reminds me of the opioid crisis where a lot of what's happening with opioids now can all be traced back to this one magazine article where one doctor was like, yeah, opioids aren't addictive if you use them long term. And everyone was like, all right. We're yeah, going to just prescribe opioids now. There, there's a pretty scary episode I remember doing. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that one. And I remember the vaxxer one. And let me be very clear. Like, I'm not saying that I've also become an anti-vaxxer. I'm very pro-vaccines. Because of the opposite of what these people are proposing, there's no medical science, I guess, behind. And I looked it up after I read, I watched this documentary, and it's pretty amazing. Yeah. There's, there's very little science behind shaken baby syndrome. There's even at one point... Carol Jenny, the doctor you especially hate, says something about how motion and physics have no bearing on this was the most, brain this injuries. This was the most brilliant part of the documentary. Yeah. The smash cut that happens after she says this. When they cut to John Plunkett and he goes, well, that's, that's a bullshit statement. <laughs> because then they move into all of the crash test dummy right. footage. And it's like, of course. And she's like, that's a piece of wood. It's not a baby. It's like, motherfucker. Yeah. You know how we test things like that. Quit being a – like that's her being – But what is it? What is it? Why money. are they yeah, – I think agreed. it's money. What money is she making? By testifying in all of these court cases and by holding all of these conferences and seminars. And a power thing because she's yeah. being revered as somebody who's an expert in this field. Mm. Yeah. I mean it, it feels – it feels to me like a money thing, like a like we're the experts in child abuse. Mm-hmm. So give us your government grants and we will use it for research that will never be published in medical journals because it's nonsense. So the most frustrating question that popped into my head is why is it that this is where all of the child advocacy is? Do you know what I'm saying? Like this bothered me more than anything. It's like, OK, there's loose. Let's just even if we're being gracious about this topic. So there's loose scientific data behind going after parents and caregivers connected to shaken baby syndrome. What about all the other stuff that these kids go through that there's no protection on? And why are these people getting life in prison or whatever, but people that are molesting kids and raping young women are not being put in jail for their lifetime, which is, in my opinion the very least of what they deserve. And that's that's another thing they bring up is that most of the time when a kid's being abused, they're being abused. It's not like parents don't snap and just start no. abusing their kids as much as these statistics would imply. And it's because of... Because they're trying to not get caught. And as fucked up as this is about to sound, people that snap, snap... This is not how they kill their kids. No. If you snap and kill your kid, you kill your There's kid. There's a gun They'd or... probably suffocate it, right? There's a lot of murder yeah. ways. Say it. Drowning. Like, rolled over and like slept I mean, on ca- its nose Carrie or and something. I, how many episodes have we done? Murder. I mean, like, yeah. I just... I would think, though, to cover it up like it was natural, I would think suffocation would be the easiest. To be like, oh, it died in its sleep and must have smothered on its blanket or something. I mean, yeah. I would think that would be the easiest versus drowning or, you know... 
I just this 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 messed me up. Yeah, and it's one of the things that compounds the problem is there's so many confessions where because I get and again now I get it. Yeah, and they even oh, I guess I killed my kid. Just fucking take me away, please. Yeah, well, and not even that. Like we've seen so many documentaries now about what police do when they get a person in a room, and they will say a like especially if they've been told by a doctor that this crime is the only way those symptoms could have happened, the police aren't fucking letting those people out without arresting them. Like, there's absolutely no way. And you see these interrogation videos where the police are like, oh, so you didn't shake your baby? Well, why'd your husband do it then? And you're like, oh, oh, the husband didn't? Okay, well, why'd you do it? Because someone shook this baby, and one of you needs to admit it. You'd be a great interrogator. I feel like you and I would have done it. I would rather interrogate the fucking police. (laughs) Like that, that's what I would like to do. I'd like to, I feel like I'd make a better lawyer than I would an interrogator. You'd be a great defense lawyer. Because I don't want to coerce false confessions out of innocent parents. That's not my dream. defense lawyers. I'm I'm all for it. I'll be like your clerk. I I don't think I could do the on the floor What would I do? Answer the phones? Yeah, you'd be great. No, you'd be, be, well, you could be our investigator. I don't know if you've ever watched The Good Wife, but that is a very important First role. of all, it would be exactly like Ghostbusters, except we're not talking about ghosts. We're talking about bad people. Secondly, right. Harry, you would be a very vital part of our team. I'm not exactly sure how yet, but <laughs> I know that's always but we couldn't the question. do it without you. No, you've just I never watched type the, 65 words a minute. You've just never it's watched huge. The Good it's Wife. Huge. You I'm don't not. you don't understand how important I haven't watched The Good Wife how or integral the, good integral the investigator is to any good law form. You're the good cop. <laughs> so maybe I'm the interrogator. No, people would tell you shit. I think that they would. I actually oh, have a lot of people no open up to me. Question in my mind. Yeah. The people with super guilty consciences though, they would tell me that stuff. Probably. That's who yeah. I am. But on, Carrie bud. Carrie on, would bud. get Carrie would get the clues. And I like to do the the light touching. Yeah, you do some light touching. I would just be like I'd like project that like mom energy and they'd be like, you're a safe space. And I'd be like, yeah. And they'd, they'd be like, like, don't oh, let I... Caitlin back in here. So you're good. Like, you're good me, cop. She's bad. Cop. It. She's good cop. No, I'm, I'm good cop. I'm bad cop. But like you want to impress me. You're going to do good cop, better cop. <laughs> good cop, better cop. Good cop, mom cop. Good cop, mom cop. Mom energy. Good cop. That mom would be cop. a good movie. Yeah. That would be such a good movie. And then you're just the lawyer guy. Yeah. I'm the lawyer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> Thank you for listening, everyone. We're uh, we're moving on. Done with this bullshit. It's time to Let's write a movie. Make some real money. Uh, I did think of a movie idea for the next episode that we're going to do. Oh, about us. Nice. So everybody, get ready for the next one. Buckle up for that. Buckle the fuck up. Um, yeah, another guy that they interview a lot. There's basically there's the three doctors pushing shaken baby syndrome. And then there's three doctors who are very adamantly fighting against it. And those three doctors are Dr. Yushinsky from George Washington University, Dr. Plunkett, who we mentioned earlier, and Dr. Third Person, whose name I don't think I have in the notes. Here's what wins me over in this is the difference between the temperament of interview in, in like Plunkett seems like a good dude. Yeah. You just can't convince me otherwise. I can't. There's nothing weird about him. There's nothing like he doesn't have like a weird set of teeth or like he's not like uncomfortably fit. He just looks like your dream dad. That's like, hey, I took an oath as a doctor to not do harm. Oh, the third doctor. I don't remember his name, but he testified in the Woodward trial that 
like he testified that this was shaken baby syndrome. And after that outcome, he was like, am I wrong? Like, was yeah. I, was I just wrong about that? And spent He's an actual you're scientist, somebody's life in your hands. Shouldn't you be pretty sure you would think, but that's what, and that's another thing. Another problem with televised trials is when these doctors were trying to fight the good fight and say, no, this isn't shaken baby. Like there need to be Caitlin almost died and then not, me and Carrie really not my fault. go to jail for shaking her yeah shaking, <laughs> shaking mom syndrome shaking Kelly Caitlin. syndrome shaking Kelly syndrome SKS also finger, I finger just, me yeah God, ow! <laughs> you just said ow like like ow! arrow like Aerosmith <laughs> ow no I actually said owl I know but it sounded like you were like the lead singer in a cover band like there's like a good bass moment. You care. Well, like, maybe Ow! you should be worried for your position as lead singer for the gays. Oh, maybe. <laughs> maybe you oh, sure. The piccolo as I was Listen, struggling nobody today. could do the AP like you. <laughs> nobody. I also want to like really send out like an intentional energy and sit with every single person who's waited for Adam to say shake and bake throughout this entire episode. Oh. Yeah, I guess I should have done that at some point. Shake and bake! <laughs> Shake and bake, baby! Shake and bake! Shake and bake, baby! Did they baby. say that in the documentary? No. But yeah, when they're shaking sing- the babies. <laughs> every single time that you say shake and baby, I'm like, shake and bake. There's a part of my brain that's like, you shake, I bake. Talladega Nights? Come on, <laughs> I mean, Carrie. People look at me <laughs> for a reaction. I feel like you okay. also Could you like- acknowledge our Will Ferrell references? <laughs> Jesus. Fuck, Carrie. Have some manners. Finger me. Finger. Finger. C- Caitlin? Do oh, it. Do it. Yeah. Ow. 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 It's so close to ow. <laughs> uh, Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah. This is... <laughs> Feels good. To I didn't contribute together. a lot this episode, but when I did. Bullshit. You were. I mean, the episode's not over. <laughs> There's still time. Carrie wow. is the queen of wrapping it up before it should be over, except for the last <laughs> White Wine True Crime we tried to record where Carrie got up and walked away. You were talking. Remember, we were outside uh, talking, I know. and then Danielle comes in in a baby onesie. That was a lot because she was uh, coming back from Purim, my yeah. roommate, and I was like, "Wait, how wasted am I? Is she wearing a onesie?" And she was. And then you went and took a shower. You guys were talking. Yep. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so the reason I brought up televised court cases is one of the things you see. They show footage of it is these doctors go on TV and they're like, shaking baby syndrome is not real. And the television station will bring on just like a pediatric doctor who's not, is not a specialist in what these doctors do. And they're like, they're just not reading the most current literature. It's like, you think the fucking head of neurosurgery at George Washington University is just not reading the most current literature? Like, who the fuck are you, lady? And it's so fucking infuriating. I yeah. hate it so much. Because there's just like a person covered in skin tags wanting to feel important. So they're going right, to and that. make money. Yeah, I know. Ugh. So pretty much everything we've mentioned is mentioned in the first 10 minutes of this documentary. That's the crazy part. Yeah, because the rest, the rest, a lot of it goes into individual cases of and people I, who've been accused and of I this. I don't want to talk about any of that because it's, it's too sad. It's, it's very it's sad. It's too hard for me. If somebody took my child away from me for something I didn't do, I would become a supervillain. Yeah. There's like, I there's, would. I, I would, there would be, something would be on fire. 
that's who I am. I hope they don't fuck with me because I can't. Like, yeah, it's like you, they show a bunch of the interrogations and it's just it's fucking maddening because, you know, like the first family they show, you can almost just look at them and go, they didn't. Abuse there's that no kid. way. Yeah. There's no fucking and they're way. They're just like broken and worn down. They're, yeah. And they're just and like they show the footage of the interrogation and it it made my stomach. It made me nauseous. And you're only I getting clips like, of it. I, so imagine right. what they went through. And most of the time, these interrogations last until the, you know, what, 12 hours? And those people never confessed and still got arrested. I f- take for granted my knowledge of the criminal justice system, I guess. Because, I mean, I've spent how many years talking about it and how many years reading about it and just paying attention and all these other things. And it's hard for me when I watch these interrogation videos because it's like, I just want to reach in and be like, hey, this is. Like say this. Like this is how you get out of this. Leave. Like, like get out. You can leave. Like, but in this know, case, don't they say have, anything. They have their kids. Like they were like but while they, they're interrogating. But them. they don't have their kids. They but they can't. But they don't. They don't realize they don't have their kids yet. But they. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. But in this case, they kind of do because the state has already taken them. But but my but I guess what I'm saying is like if you war game it, the scarier part is to say to yourself like. I have to walk away from this conversation. It's going to cause, in the interim, a horrible separation. But if I say any more, it's a permanent separation. Yeah. So it's like, do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, I understand that that's how it works. And I feel really bad that a lot of people don't. Yeah. I mean, And it's... for some people, it doesn't matter how much you know. They're still fucked because maybe they're people of color or maybe they're whatever. I don't know. Yeah. And it seems I'm like. I'm like the queen of talking to the police manager. Dude. The power in this is very simple. Every single person is looking to be the good guy and the hero. Well, what is the most defenseless and thing it's a child in exactly, the world? Is a, a baby. baby, a a very recently premiered human soul, and this lie is insidious because it preys on your better angels and not on your darker ones by miles. By miles and miles. Yeah. And the problem is, I think the reason why this documentary affected me so deeply is that you and I, like you said, the three of us, have watched hours and hours of interrogation videos over and over again. And that's fine to say, but in this situation, you've got police officers who really believe they're doing the right thing. And I I don't, I refuse to take that away from them in that moment because they're given what they're given and they're trying to protect children. They are. They really truly right. are. They're not they're not looking at what we're looking at in them in those interrogations. These are cops that are like, "Hey, every single day I'm in the shit and I'm in the gray area, but I've got these fuckers in this room and I know for a fact because of the science that they gave me that they fucked up this kid. Fuck these people. I'm going to break them down." And I get it. I would do the same thing. I would do the same thing. Right. That but- sucks. It sucks, and it it's a thing that I'm just saying. I this. get that the how, police how are often, just doing. How often in this situation for them, from their from their point of view, do they get a clear lane like this? And that's what's really fucked up about this is that they don't know that they're not operating it's in a clear lane. It's the most fucked up because yeah. they take those fucking tactics that they've been using to put innocent people in jail for countless other things and turn them on parents who are just trying to watch their fucking kid and my point in this is that in this situation 
they're everybody's a victim here on this one, except for these weirdos that are like for some reason pushing this thing. Yeah, they're it's they're the only up. ones who don't suffer any consequences. Exactly, from it's disgusting. This. I don't understand. And that's why. Also, I, don't shake babies. I put so it that. somewhere. <laughs> I put it somewhere in the notes. But these doctors should be in prison. They Agreed. should all be in prison. Agreed. If someone proposed giving them the fucking death penalty, I wouldn't be opposed to it. These are fucking criminals who are profiting off of people's fear and like the most it's basic fraud. primal fear. It is too. fraud. Yeah. It is fraud. It's definitely fraud. fraud. Also, don't shake babies. I don't know yeah, how don't... I know you've said that a few times. Because it's bears repeating. But I, I think I, most trying... people don't. I don't think. <laughs> I would agree that most people don't. Most people don't. And and what also People they, they like bring a- up in this documentary, John Dr. Plunkett, he at one point did this big investigation into falls and how many yeah. kids are killed by falls. And at that point, they changed it to shaken baby and slamming syndrome. Because now you're not only shaking your baby, but you're slamming it against the wall. Granted, you take it to the hospital and it has no signs of being slammed against a wall. But because it has hemorrhaging in its eyes, they're like, oh, you slam that. Ba-. Like, no one's slamming their fucking baby against the wall. And uh, well, forgot. people are. Yeah, but, actually. Yeah, but people. Not, but what you're are. saying. But what you're saying is that the science that's in this documentary is saying that there's other there's other injuries that have to be con- that are contingent with the kind of significant right. brain trauma that requires a person to pass away at that age. But I think the other thing is like there's also another step within abuse that people don't like talking about, especially victims, especially victims who have been abused by family members. And there's a really great book out there called an education. And it it deals with a girl whose family was in Utah and they were like doomsday cult people. And she was physically abused by her brother, not sexually, but physically like beaten and all these other things. And there's this part where she talks about, her brother was abusing her and there was this moment where she registers that her brother in the abuse was trying to go after that moment of suffering because he was gaining pleasure from the, sh- the suffering. And it's so very a sadist. He was a sadist. He's an abuser. And then my point is, is that like a person that abuses children enjoys abusing children, period. They enjoy it. Like that's why they do it. It's not like I snapped. It's like you like beating up your kid. So that's what this is getting into. It's like, yeah, you can make the argument that some people snap, but the science isn't there. And the people that are abusing their kids are doing it in a way so they don't get caught because they like doing it. Right. And the people you're protecting are still the people that are actually intentionally abusing their kids. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me if a lot of child, child abusers are caught because of misdiagnosis of shaken baby syndrome. Well, no, so now you're talking about the white elephant in the room. Because the truth is, is that this is this is the thing that our criminal justice system uses all the time. You know, they use these other there's a word for it, but it's almost like not ham hock, but like there's a part in the documentary where our gold hearted Midwestern narrator gets into, you know, these people are not put in jail because they've been convicted of shaken baby syndrome. They're convicted of manslaughter or they're convicted of these other things. So to actually try to go back through and harvest out all of these people who have been wrongly convicted of shaken baby syndrome would be impossible because nobody's convicted of that. Right. So the problem here that this documentary does a bad job of, and I do want to say this, is that it doesn't honestly look at the fact that there are, I think more often than not, 
or a good portion of people that have been convicted of child abuse for life because of this that should have been. Right. But that can't be an argument. Like you can't, that's, that's like ends justify the means. I agree with you. And that's not that, like, that's not how the criminal justice system is supposed to work. I think that's exactly how it's supposed to work. Well, but not in this, like, it's not supposed to lock up thousands of innocent people. So you catch the handful who for every guilty for every conviction that you want to talk about. There are people that are wrongly convicted. No, I know. But that's, that's not how the justice system is supposed to work. That's how it works. That's how it works. And that's the problem. You're right. It's not how it's supposed to work. Because the truth is hard. It sucks. It sucks, but like stuff like this, it can't just be, oh, well, that's how, that's what happens. I agree. You could say that about the opioid crisis. It's like all those dumb doctors just referencing that shitty article from back then. Doctors will be doctors. Adults who are willfully taking it. This is, but this is adults willfully putting other adults in prison. I think the frustration is causing possibly the death. The other is. But an innocent victim. But I also think the frustration lies in the fact that there is no support in active accountability. So there's so the the idea being that okay, there are going to be people that are roped in to these massive sentences because of this thing that necessarily may not deserve this shit. There's yeah, there, I mean that's the documentary proves that that happens all the time. But I feel like. What makes me feel like I'm screaming into the darkness with this documentary is that the intention that is being stated behind the thrust, for lack of a better term, of the shaken baby syndrome is to protect children. But the lack of acceptance of the science behind it proves that that's not the case. Right. If our desire is to protect children, then there should also be a desire to make sure that those who are not harming children do not go to jail unjustly. And this documentary shows that that's not the case. Right. And that fucking sucks. Yeah. And it's shocking the lengths they go to to stop people from like the other side of this is also trying to protect children. That should be the only side of it. But unfortunately. Right. Yeah. And like after Plunkett did that study about falls, that's when playgrounds started installing softer surfaces. Because he actually proved that falls it can kill a kid. Can kill a kid. So he probably saved a whole lot of lives. And what happened in return is the state's attorney in Oregon tried to have him arrested for perjury because during one of his trials, he said he had never testified on the same trial as this one other expert. And it, he said to the best of his knowledge, he had not. And it turned out he had. So, one, that was not important to that trial whatsoever. They just went digging for any inconsistency that they could find to arrest this guy just because he's presenting an alternate theory that would also in potentially save children's it's, lives. It's super gross. It's ego. Yeah. It's, it is ego. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. And they've done a great job. And all they've done now is rebrand. Like that comes up at the end of this documentary. And it's, again, it seems like we're giving so much away. But they pack a lot of no, fucking information is, into this documentary. this is the first half still. Yeah. Still. Uh, and what the people behind Shaken Baby Syndrome have done now They've just rebranded it as abusive head trauma. Same symptoms. They just call it a different thing. So now if you see these three symptoms, you notify the police and tell them it's abusive head trauma. 
Nothing else about it has changed, just the name. And now that's so much more broad. Like, what does that even mean exactly? But that's... It's another moneymaker. Yeah. And it's it's just going to keep going on and on. Uh. And it's fucking horrifying. Like, with DNA evidence, at least that also led to a somewhat of a decline in wrongful convictions. And it's also leading to a huge uptick in actual convictions right. because of ancestral DNA. Right. Which is fucking great to watch, by the way. But this, where all this other evidence has come out saying, hey, this probably, like the first guy who proposed this theory was like, yeah, there's got to be neck injuries. And there are no neck injuries in most of the famous cases and the not famous case. Like at one point they mentioned they haven't found any neck injuries in any cases where people were sent to prison. It's really messed up. I cannot, especially if there are people that listen to this that have children, it's really important that you watch this because A, A, it does cite the importance of what we have all been told is low impact falls. Like that to me, first of all, more than anything else is the most important thing. It is. It just is as a parent. Secondly, you need to know that there are things that could potentially mobilize against you in certain circumstances. Right. Thirdly, None of that matters. Your kid needs to get health health care. <laughs> Just whatever. Yeah. Sorry, you got to fall on that sword. Don't let that fear back you up. Not that I have to tell anyone that. But if you have children, watch this documentary. That's all I got to say. Yeah. Because it is it is really interesting. Also, fucking, fucking vaccinate your kids. I just want to come back with the vaccination. Jenny McCarthy so much. I think you're right in bringing in bringing up anti-vaxxers though, because this feels that's the thing is like I, this I feels feel so similar. I feel accountable for that because you it, and I have been so emboldened by this conversation, the, the right. vaccination conversation, but we talked about it. Yeah, it's the opposite of this. But it's, it's but these the, people feel like the anti-vaxxers, so it's very confusing for me. Right. Well, it's it's not really the opposite. There are people out there pushing an idea that's hurting children, and they're doing it based on garbage science. And it just so happens that in this case, it's the people pushing shaken baby syndrome. I want to put this out there. My son got chickenpox, and chickenpox is so rare now for children under two years old that they carted him around like the crab baby to every single new doctor because that is how long it has been since a young doctor has seen a young child with chicken pox. That's crazy. That is only because of anti-vaxxers. It horrifies me to think of what else, had I not vaccinated my child, he could have picked up on. When did you guys get chicken pox? I didn't get mine till the fourth grade. Yeah, I think it's I got it. It's not supposed to get Late you bloomers. until later in life. I got mine at like five, I think. Yeah, I was in like, I think first or second grade. All yeah. of us got it at the same time. Oh, now, that's a Peoria thing. thing. Yeah. Way better. Finger Sorry, me. We're more advanced. Yeah. yeah. Owl! <laughs> that's really good. Thank God. It was so funny. Everybody's like, don't worry, it's just chicken pox. And I was like, I know that it's just chicken pox. I don't mind yeah. that my son has chicken pox. It was so commonplace, though, growing up. Everyone, like it really was, like everyone got it. But, this, so is, but this is the thing. It's like people but our age does... don't understand that that's how long it's been since a doctor has seen a child my son's age with chicken pox. Agreed. It does seem young. It was, yeah. it was horrifying and eye-opening for my husband and I because it was like, okay, so polio, measles, yeah. all it's of all these things. Back. Because these, they're not even hippies either. They're just idiots. Right. They're just dumb people. Because all the hippies I know also believe in science. So we're good there. 
I don't even yeah. know who these people are anymore. Yeah, and this also don't shake your this babies. This is similar. It's not that hard. And it's the anti-science thing that makes this so similar. That's what it is to anti-vaxxers. That's exactly what is it is. These people are ignoring science. They are ignoring evidence. Why do you to think the contrary? Ignore science, junk science, financial gain. Oh, 100% oh I'm not talking about. Gain. I'm not talking about the leaders. I'm talking about. I'm talking about the woman who's trying to prove herself with lip sense, who's also ignoring vaccinations. Who? What's going on in that woman's head? What's going on there? Who is this person? I don't understand because you know my priority is my son, and I would machine gun people for my son. Yeah. So if my kid, I just don't understand. That girl goes to the Hooters open mic 11 to 11. 11 to 11, 11 every to, puns day. 11 to 11. Every puns day. Every puns day. Got it. Now I understand. Yeah, there's just a big anti-science movement. Why? In this Why? country. What's happening? What's I, wrong with science? I Ugh. think because started. it's very much a right-wing thing. Obviously. Like, so there's a bad. big right-wing movement that's aimed toward like climate science is but what is it i'm with you example i'm understanding that part but why i think it comes down in their heart i think it comes down to faith sometimes in i think when you talk about really conservative christian types i think it's faith in god so god's got it i think like i wrote a cracked article about this i did a episode of the conspiracy podcast about this i think satan is a metaphor for science i think when the concept of satan was created i think he is the storytelling embodiment of science i don't think you're wrong science is no because if you look at the the origin story like science is meant to explain away god well if you look at what sin is if you look at the adam and eve story you get the serpent in the garden, and what does the serpent do? The serpent doesn't persuade Eve of anything. All the serpent does is ask her a question, right? Right. So I hear you. I just I don't understand because it to me it's so counter instinctual about your children. Like Carrie knows how ferociously I guard the people I love. Like one hundred percent. I don't get it. To me, it's like putting your pride in front of the people that you care about the most. There was a guy Carrie dated. I just hated him. I don't know why. I just confronted him in a bar and it made me uncomfortable. (laughs) I wanted him to go away because he was a shithead and I knew it and I just didn't care. You ended up being right. (laughs) Just saying. No way. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I just don't understand why people are going against their base instinct of defending their own children and calling it defending their children. I I don't get it. I I don't get it. I think they think they are. They've been misinformed. They know they're wrong. It's the same. Like there's still a lot of doctors who... When they just changed the name to abusive head trauma, they were like, all right, that's what we're calling it now. It would just make me so much better, feel so much better if not vaccinating their children meant they were going to end up in an iron lung. That would be great. But my grandpa had a limp into his 80s because he had polio. Did it go away in his 80s? Yeah, because he died. Or was it oh, okay. <laughs> huh? I feel like, what if it was just He like just a- Kaiser Soze <laughs> down the street one day and started walking normal, hopped in the back of a Mercedes, drove away. Dude, what if it was like a yeah, he like, a, like a pimp walk? <laughs> if oh man, Grandpa he just Earl, had like, he just had like big dick energy. His name was Earl. Oh, it was a pimp. Walk. Earl had big dick energy, and that's my own grandpa, Suzanne's husband. <laughs> oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, 
Her grandma's beautiful. So, still. I mean, and I, I hate to say like still, but you know, no. when you get older, like facts. your looks can it's fade. Just facts. It's fine. Yeah. And she so, was, she was on a ship, right? She was a singer on a ship. He was an opera singer. Okay. They met while she was a buyer at Macy's and he just kept asking her out. And God, back in the days when courting was a thing. So romantic. Time's up, Earl. (laughs) Yeah, he's dead. So you're good. Yeah, that's what I meant. (laughs) Yeah, he was amazing. He could read Latin out loud in English. So he could read Latin and Is that making you wet? (laughs) (laughs) I pissed myself, yeah. Really intimidated him? Don't shake babies. <laughs> Don't shake babies. And my last thought on this is one other thing this documentary very definitively proves is that at every level of society, no matter how much power or money or influence or authority we're talking, there are just a lot of lazy people who are terrible at their job. And that's what a lot of this boils down to is doctors going, yeah, man, I read the thing about shaking baby syndrome in college. I get it. And it's like you of all people should keep reading here's throughout what I, your here's, career. Here's what I have to say. Never trust people with bad hair. Ever. Mm. Well. Who? You're thinking Donald Trump, but I. No, I'm not. Barely brush my hair. I mean. You've got great hair. Your hair's gorgeous. No. That's. You're very. No. You're, very, you, you're, you're very not kind. talking. You're not. You're not. List, you're not imagining the kind of bad hair I'm imagining. I'm talking about intention. Like hair where a person. You, Trump is a good example in the sense that where he styles it that way. He's like, this looks good. Yeah, I'm not I, talking about like I let it air dry. dry. I'm were, talking about that's somebody my style. who does their hair and you're like, oh, they have mental illness. And they're like, <laughs> oh, I look great. Right. This documentary is filled with wackos with bad hair. Right. And they're all on one side. They're all on one side. And then just a bunch of normal doctors trying to do their doctor job. And if you're going to be a dickhead in your car driving to work saying Einstein had bad, ta- bad hair, Einstein had rad hair. Einstein was – talk about big D energy. Yeah. yeah it's all coming out he in his fucking hair. got it. Yeah. He's yeah. got – you cannot argue this point. There's a reason why the hair is closest to the brain. If someone's got like bad was, hair, they're wrong. Right. Walk away. He was right. the Oprah of his time. I went to the Holocaust Museum right across from the Grove in L.A. That sentence. Yes, I was going to say sentence, the exact same that thing. That sentence, what you just said. Oh, no. <laughs> I, am I in trouble? Nope. That is a quintessential carry sentence. The most carry thing. I, don't, I barely remember it already. But, I already but, remember it because I'm never going to – it'll be the last thing I hear before <laughs> I die. I think – just go ahead. Go on. I think Einstein was the Oprah of his time. I was just at the Holocaust Museum. <laughs> That's what you just said. Yeah. It was amazing. It was the most loaded thing I've ever heard a person say in my life. I can't wait to hear the rest. Yeah, go I on. mean, there really wasn't a lot more to it, but he did write a letter <laughs> to somebody, and I think it might have been <laughs> the president. I need a cigarette. I have one. Thank anyway, God. Um, <laughs> it might have been the president, but the it was president. thanking them for something. Anyway, the way he spoke well, That asshole. Very- <laughs> It was so eloquent. I don't like being put on the spot. I'll be honest. You put yourself on the spot. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, are we done? Pretty scary out. Pretty scary out. 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 Do we need to plug anything? No, just go away. Out. Oh, my God.